This one night, my friend and I are in this this room, and I see my old teacher. I mean, let's just skip to the good bit. I end up with my hand down his pants. Dicky, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder if your finger broken. Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, mother fluffers, mother funsters, mother forget about it. I'm Nikki Levy, and welcome back to Don't Tell My Mother. This is where your favorite humans from movie, TV, sports, comedy, tell a true story they'd never want their moms to know. And then they tell their mothers. This is the last episode of our Pride Month block party. And have we got a show for you. We are paddling way across the pond to bring you James Barr and Dan Hudson, hosts of the UK's number one LGBTQ podcast, A Gay and a Non-Gay. That podcast is where gay... James, and non-gay Dan talk about everything under the sun and make us realize that, yes, in a perfect world, gays and non-gays can indeed be besties. I'm going to call this episode Hot for Teacher and let you do the math. We put this podcast on as a labor of love because I just truly believe in in my heart of hearts that sharing our stories helps us all feel less weird and more connected. And honestly, there's nothing else I'd rather do with my time than make people know that they're not alone. Do us a favor, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. I have anxious attachment disorder and desperately need your approval in a very unhealthy way. Ah, I think I hear the school bell. Pens down, pods in. Here is me, James, and Dan, right after this. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't, just don't, just don't. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi! Hello! Why are you not wearing that cute jumper coat behind you? Oh, I have a ra- the rainbow sweater? Yeah. This is the coolest sweater, and I got it for $8 at a Salvation Army. Do you guys have that? Yeah. Yeah, we do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, why am I not wearing it? I should be wearing it because I'm freezing, and I just had to put on socks. It's freezing here in LA. <laughs> oh, no. The world is ending. It's so cold. It is cold! <laughs> Well, I'm very excited to be celebrating the last week of Pride with you guys. Tell me where in the world you gentlemen are. I'm just enjoying being called a gentleman. Um, I am (laughs) in Greenwich in London. Okay. 
uh, and I am in Finsby Park, which is like North London. I'm by Camden, if, Camden Town. Like the school. No, that's not the school. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. <gasps> Amy Winehouse. Um, right. That's where Dan is. <laughs> well, you guys are in opposite parts of London, but you're also opposite parts of the sexuality spectrum, which is what makes your podcast so cool and so fun. How did you guys get the idea to start this podcast? So um, my girlfriend, who's, who's actually our like, executive producer, she was really good friends with James and we all worked together in the same place. We were all out in uh, in Soho in central London one uh, one evening and um, we were basically just arguing. I mean, not arguing, but just having a, a discussion. Yeah. And Talia, was, uh, Talia said, you guys should do a podcast together. And the discussion was basically Talia, Talia went to the bar and got three drinks and James said, do you want to give Talia a hand with the drinks? And I said, no, no, it's cool. She'll just have a drink out of like, if they're three full pints and they're in squeezy glasses, you just have like a drink of each of them uh-huh. so that they arrive intact. But they're not intact, are they? Because you've, you've had your mouth around them. Well, anyway, James was like, oh, that's disgusting. Nobody, nobody does that. And I was well, like, I was ahead of the curve there because yeah. I was Anthony Fauci on this. And I was like, no, what are you doing? This is disgusting. But, so I think we quickly realized that we didn't really have anything in common <laughs> and didn't really agree on anything in terms of like, obviously we agree on social issues for the most part, but we don't really agree on, we don't live the same life basically at all. We don't have the same opinions on anything. So yeah, we, we, we started a podcast and that was episode one. And then episode two was about how much of a lad I supposedly am, which is sort of like a jock, I guess is like the American equivalent. One second. James, what makes Dan a lad? I do not get like meathead jock impression whatsoever. I don't know. Dan always has a go at me for misrepresenting him. But to me, he's like a normal kind of chilled out straight dude. He's cis. He's white. Like, as he would say, he's got all the privileges, mate. He's very... Mm matter of fact straight down the line like Mm. and i say he's one of the straightest people i know and he always thinks that's bizarre because he doesn't like football but what i mean by that is he's just straight down the middle like he has no time for drama he's just it just says it out how it is so i think i i noticed how great that was for the first time ever Mm. when i was going through a lot of breakups and meltdowns because i'd get advice from him and at first i thought it was quite rude because he'd just be like get over it but then mm-hmm. I started to realize, like, actually, he's right. You know, why am I wasting my time with these people? Like, yes. why am I sitting here getting upset? So I think at that point, I realized I need more of this in my life. Like, why am I surrounding myself of, with... more of Dan. Yeah, I need more of that kind of straight energy. I mean, oh, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> but it's it can be quite useful to to chat to a straight person. Do I sound ridiculous? <laughs> yes, but also no. I totally get what you're saying. Here's the important question. Have you always felt more comfortable with gay men? Like, other than Dan, are all of your friends gay? Yeah. Gay really? or girls, definitely. Yeah. I've not really had many straight... I've probably got, like... I could count on my hand how many straight guy friends I have. And it's... I mean, it's probably, like, two currently. Dan and one other one. Dan and a guy called Tom, yeah. Straight Tom. <laughs> I've I've always given them a label just so they feel othered. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's interesting because as a lesbian, I was always intimidated by other lesbians. I'm not butch. I don't like sports. I love kind of feminine tight clothes. I'm basically a, a gay man. That's honestly, I'm a gay man. So I never felt comfortable around other lesbians. So I'm I'm 
very interested in the fact that you always felt comfortable around other gay men. I guess I just felt like I was safer. I mean, I was bullied oh. at school, and so maybe I was just scared of straight men. I'm de- I mean, I still am to an extent. I think, yeah, I think straight men are quite scary. Um, you never really know where you are with them. <laughs> I don't trust them. Tell me, tell me what you mean. I can't. The thing is, I'm like, I can look, I'm looking at Dan's face, and I feel like I'm. It's not all straight men, but a lot of them have. A lot of them are. I find them to be a bit afraid of their own shadow sometimes. They don't want to, they're very unassuming. They don't want to tell you how they feel. So I find it quite hard to have like a Dawson's Creek moment with Dan or other straight guys. So in that sense, I guess I never connected. Whereas with gay men and girls, it's like, right, let's sit down. What's on the agenda? What are we discussing? You could be like your whole self. Right. You could be your whole self. could be fully me and they're fully them and it's great. Right. Okay, so straight Dan, just kidding. Dan, <laughs> as a straight guy, what did you learn about gay people, gay things when you were a kid growing up? Um, I remember we had a big uh, like afternoon where we all taught about uh, AIDS. Um, uh, yeah. And it was drilled into us that it didn't just happen to gay people. Uh, um, and I remember that distinctly because that was a sort of turning point because I did before that point just think that that it was you know that freddie mercury had it and that's all i knew about it right this is something outside of me outside of my life i guess yeah i just thought it happened to to gay people right so i remember that but otherwise i mean not a lot like they don't teach you about it at school or anything um they should yeah they should of course they should james when did you realize oh something's different about me there's this kid at school in assembly i must have been in junior school and i don't know what your equivalent of that is but i would have been dan how old is junior school like six uh, um i think it's seven, up eight? to like 12 or something is it? okay right, so elementary okay. school elementary yeah, elementary yeah, yeah, school elementary. so i i was there i probably i think i was about eight or nine and i remember thinking this guy was really cool and he was the same age as me he was also yeah. in assembly and i thought he was really cool and now yeah. i kind of interpret that as thinking that he was hot like i see that now <laughs> Yeah. As an adult, and I'm like, oh, okay, that was attraction. Did you want to be like him? Exactly. I definitely wanted to be like him. <laughs> yes! yes. And I had a loads of, like, boyfriends that I did questionable stuff with. Like, one of my friends, me and him, used to put on strip shows for my parents. <laughs> <laughs> what did you so, do? Like, well, we found out they'd gone and seen these, like, male strippers, my mum and his mum. And because they were like in this single mums club, so they did loads of things like that <laughs> together. And they went to see this group called the Chippendales. So me we and my have the Chippendales. You have them too. Oh Look, my god, we have the Chippendales. So my mum and her friend would go to see the Chippendales, and then when we found out about it, me and her son, we would like put on jokey strip shows <laughs> for my mum and her friend, and we'd just come downstairs, play music, and just throw all our clothes off. <laughs> I mean, God knows what they thought. Down to what? Like your skivvies? Just everything. No, the whole lot. Like, <gasps> we were kids, so we didn't care. But I remember him turning around one day and saying, I don't want to do that anymore. And that broke my heart. And I think it, that was one of the moments where I felt, oh, I'm, I'm different. Dan, have I told you that story before? Yeah, I've, you've, you've done that. I've heard that a few times now. So, James, you are telling a story today that is yeah. um, quintessential coming of age, uh, gay as F. Um, does your mother know the story? 
I don't think so. I haven't I haven't even told my therapist this story. <laughs> and that's interesting because I didn't know I hadn't. Does that make sense? Like it, this is buried quite deep. Um but yeah, no, I don't think so. Well, I'm honored that you're going to tell me <laughs> and Dan. James, tell us everything. So this is the story of how I had an affair with my, with, with my teacher. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss when i was at school this is secondary school so high school i had a teacher am i giving him a different name after that logline i would say yes let's do that we'll call him well-spoken okay so well-spoken my teacher um because <laughs> he was well-spoken he was very well-spoken yeah and describe this guy like what was he what was he like like what oh, was, he was what so did, hot? Yeah, I mean, he had um he had facial hair, but not like a full beard, more just okay. like um very clean shaven, um thick jet black clean shaven, Ooh. very like beautiful brown eyes and very short black hair. Mm. He used to wear a waistcoat. Ooh, <laughs> As I like if that. I remembered that. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, he was cool, and also I think he was always very kind to me and a lot of my teachers were not kind to me i got bullied i got bullied a lot for being outwardly gay i guess i wasn't Mm. out but people could tell that i was gay or different so i got bullied a lot also i have ginger hair so that made things really difficult for me at school really yeah oh in this country people will go in on you for that for having red hair like it's a really difficult so yeah it's it's hard it's true i used to get it as well i don't really have red hair but people would call me names and stuff as well i mean i love it now but it's yeah. a lot of therapy to get to that point <laughs> this is pre-christina hendrix uh, look as a natural redhead i wholeheartedly disagree with all of england on this well i know and um so yeah that was hard but he was very kind he was a really good teacher and i did well in his class so yeah. um what was your question were you out <laughs> at this time james no no i came out after school broke up for exams so it wouldn't be so awkward because mm. I'd only be going in and out for exams and there'd be no chance for people to like bully me. I mean, how sad is that? But that's that's how I came out. Right. I get it. A couple of years later, I was in the local gay bar in my town, Eastbourne, which is a really small seaside town yeah. on the south coast of England, very close to Brighton, which is like a gay mecca. And I was in this gay bar called the Hartington um, and it was one of those places. I'm sure you had these in L.A. as well where you have to buzz to get in. Like a speakeasy. Yeah, they want to check that you're either gay or not like carrying a weapon and going to beat gay people up before you get in there. Oh, no, so, I don't know about that. We don't have right. that. Right, oh, okay. So it was really like a black, it was a blackout bar. Like the windows were, were blocked up like wartime so that you couldn't see in either. Specifically <laughs> so to be... keep the privacy of gay people. <laughs> right, wow. exactly. Like, this what is year like, is it, this? I know, like 19, no, uh, 2000, 2001. It Damn. sounds like a metal club. 
Right. I remember how frightening that would be to like buzz to get into this bar. I can still hear the buzzer. Um, <laughs> and they'd be like, hiya. And you'd be like, oh, hi. It's just me and my friends. And then like, like, okay, cool, come on to in. Prove your gayness. Right, exactly. It's just being <laughs> as gay as possible. So me and my friend Rick, um, we were the same age. We went into this bar, um, this pub, I guess it was more of a pub than a bar. And it had two rooms. So there's the front room, um, which is like a pub with yeah. seats around the side and then little tables and lots of beer mats and Pretty gross, like carpet on the floor mm, and gross. Kylie playing. And then there was a, a little corridor which took you to the toilet and then also the back room, which was like a club, but not really like a cool club, just like the best this place could do. Oh, so, but it's not like a hookup room. It's it's like it's a dancing club. It was dancing. There was not. It wasn't a hookup room. I mean, it. Um, when you say hookup room, do you mean like people having sex or just people getting off with each other? Is getting off the same thing in in kissing? In, England English. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That's not what it means here. Um, no, I guess I meant like there's a bar in New York uh, where called the cock. The cock? Where, yeah, where, no, I've been there. No, cock! it's not like that. <laughs> okay, so I thought it was maybe like the cock. Okay, <laughs> no, move on. nothing like that. Nothing like that. No cock. way. Nothing like that. Anyway, this one night, my friend and I are in this this room, and I see my old teacher, <gasps> Mister. S- what did I call him? Well spoken, Mister. Well spoken, and um. And there he is, like, dancing really badly. What? Against a wall. And I remember um, being, like, really shocked that someone, I guess, from my school was in this bar and also someone that taught me. Uh, And I guess there's that maternal thing kicking in because he kind of looked after me. So, yeah, I'm pretty drunk. The teacher is real, you know? Yeah. Right? It is, is it? (sighs) course i never forget teachers i fall in love with fuck no wow so yeah um he's there in his waistcoat and um (laughs) and i don't really remember much about this night because i know i was i was very drunk um at this point i'm 18 and i mean let's just skip to the good bit i end up with my hand down his pants what and my friend obviously rick he's just like ah like screaming because like what is happening and we made out and did he know who you were yes he knew yeah he knew who i was yeah <laughs> of course and he said my name in that teacher way you know like james hello james was it a big penis yeah okay mr well spoken is also mr well hung mm. and you know sometimes when you feel one and i mean i don't know <laughs> who's I've my felt audience so here. many so <laughs> have many. you right <laughs> many 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 oh yeah many and it's like it you know it feels like it's it's a plentiful yeah. grab, right? Yeah, it's a nice baguette. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, he didn't touch mine mm. at that point. So anyway, <laughs> I had his number in my like first ever mobile phone. Nokia 5110. Right, exactly. With a little stumpy aerial <laughs> and, and like a screen with three lines on it. And we texted yeah. a little bit. But anyway, I kind of ended up seeing this teacher when I was younger and i would see him in the pub and then sometimes i would go around his house and we even went to brighton like clubbing one night uh-huh. um but it transpires that he has a long-term partner so he doesn't want to get too involved and i guess i ignored it and didn't really think about it i guess i think that arrogance of youth means you just think well i mean screw them like i'm better 
So yeah. I was just like hanging out with him in the hope that he would change his mind. And this one time we were at his house and he he had like all of the annuals from our school that, you know, like the yearbook yes. where all the pictures of the students are, are in it. And he had yes. uh, my yearbook where I am. And he's like, lol, look, here you are. Oh, in my God. The yearbook. <laughs> and... He also had pictures from when we were in class together, but not in a creepy way, just in like uh-huh. a, I just with love. Stuck, with, the, with the pages stuck together? <laughs> Dan. <laughs> well, were they? <laughs> no. It was cute. It was like, I'm proud of who I've taught. And I like to remember them as they grow up and see what they do with their lives. And it's a little bit creepy. Go on. <laughs> and um, this one time, I guess I was pushing him a little bit about, perhaps having fun and this is obviously where he's like no look I've got a long-term partner who lives abroad so I convinced him that we could it would be okay well actually I think he kind of mutually convinced me that it would be okay if we both wanked but didn't touch each other so you're telling me up until this point you guys have been hanging out but not having sex yes what have you been doing then I mean, we've we've made out, which is what we would say if we were like snogging someone, kissing someone. So, so we've you... kissed. Is made the out is would... an American phrase, James. Just FYI, I say that all the time. Yeah, but it's Wait. like you were just explaining what it was. No, I'm just saying here. I think we say it differently. No, right. Was the most you had done the hand job you loosely gave him in the pub the first night? Yes. And after that, it was just kissing. It was yeah. It was it was hanging out. It was kissing a little bit he was playing it very coy because he's mr well-spoken right um the waistcoat exactly and then and then yeah this 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 thing in his bedroom happened i remember the bedroom as well it was very like understated like a it was like a one bedroom flat like not what you'd expect i would have expected like a big house with a big garden but it was just like a one bedroom flat oh he's such a great guy (laughs) So, so you guys mutually agree to masturbate in front of each other. Yes. And the, and walk me through this. I mean, what do you want me to walk you through exactly? <laughs> so he's like on the bed and I'm on a chair. And um and he he has the duvet over him. Over him. So that I can't see just to kind of like warm <gasps> things up a bit. Modest. And then why does that warm things up a bit? What do you mean? Well, just so that, you know, it's like happening, but it's not like, boom. It's not 100 miles an hour. He's teasing. He's teasing him. Yeah, right. it's like, it's foreplay, I guess. Foreplay. And then anyway, eventually um, I get involved from where I'm sat and he removes the duvet and then... Hey. Who, who, mm. who... <laughs> Who spaffed first? Don't ask that question. Don't ask that question. <laughs> Were the lights on? Yeah, it was daytime. <gasps> so Mutual like... masturbation in the daytime is so cool. <laughs> I think this is fantastic. I think masturbating with someone is a very intimate thing. I'm pro. It I'm is. Pro. It is intimate. Weirdly, isn't it? Oh my, of course it's intimate. So then what happened? Well, I mean, that's that's what happened really. And then we... We cleaned up, guys. Like, what do you want me to say? I, I don't mean that. I mean, did you see him again? 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry, right. <laughs> oh, yes, my God. I did. So I remember being in the cinema once with my mum and bumping into him and it, that being very awkward. But I don't remember exactly what went down. I just think I was like, oh, hi, good to see you. Like pretending I hadn't been seeing him anyway. Um, But then there was this night where... And also, with your, when you're with your mum at that age, like you still feel like a child. So that is totally that is so embarrassing. Yeah. Then me and my friend Rick and him went out to the gay club in Brighton called Revenge, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is quite a heartbreaking story," <laughs> even though it isn't. And I was like with Rick, and we're dancing, and he's there, and he's dancing, and then I think this other guy, this other guy is like trying it on with me. And in the end, because I know that Mr. Mister Wellspoken has a partner and a boyfriend and he's not willing to give it to me, mm-hmm. that I'm going to get off with this other person. So I get off with this other person in front of him and then he gets really upset mm-hmm. and then I get really upset and I'm crying and he's not crying <gasps> and we're in the hallway of this club, which is like up these stairs. So we're right at the top of the stairs and it's all red. Um there's lots of red lights everywhere and there's lots of gays going past because mm-hmm. they're going into the club or leaving the club or right. going to the smoking area. And so everyone's walking past and we're there like up against the wall having like a, a deep, meaningful conversation. And, so lesbian. And he's, is it? Maybe I'm a lesbian then. You might and be. I think I could be. <laughs> and he's, he's like, look, you know, I'm jealous. And I'm like, okay, well then why can't we be together? But he's got this partner, so... I'm really upset because I want to be with him and he um, he ends up leaving. And that was probably the last time I saw him because he didn't want to see me anymore. So you wanted to date this guy. He couldn't do it because he was in a relationship. And then he got jealous and was like, I can't do it. I can't see you with anybody else, but I can't be with you either. Right. But surely he can't be with you anyway because he's a bloody teacher at your school or what? Not anymore. James yeah, graduated. Yeah, but still, like... Uh, the thing is, I've always wanted this story tale relationship. So I guess that was the earliest version of it for me. It was like something I can't have that I want. Um, I wanted to feel special. I wanted to have, like, something really exciting to tell people. and Be like, oh, my God, yeah, like, we've been married 10 years. Do you know how we met? We met because he was my blank teacher he was teaching me about the conch <laughs> <At school>. <laughs> <laughs> so... and now i get to hold the conch i mean it's great but I, it, it it hurt a lot that i remember that being really upsetting yeah i mean because you like you like had a crush on him for such a long time since you were a kid and he's like deliberately allowed this crush to develop and yeah. even though he's being honest and saying i have a partner you just i don't know that you just you have this arrogance, don't you, in that situation where you think, well, you're going to leave them for me. And I guess yeah. I just thought, I naively thought that he would do that. But you're right, Dan. Why would he do that? He used to teach me. Yeah. Sorry to be all straight about it, but like, it just, he's he's very irresponsible on like, his Dan is part, our moral compass. It? Like, Yeah, I think yeah. so too. He should have just like, carried on spaffling on your yearbook and called it a day. Like, cause- Dan... That's, that's thing a... jerking off. Yeah. In British. Okay. But it's specifically come. Oh, about. God. That stands word for come. So your mom doesn't know the story because up until now, no one knew this story. Would you tell your mother? I don't know if I want to share the, the bit in the middle, but I'm very <laughs> yeah, happy yeah, yeah. to share. Let's not share the bit in the middle. 
<laughs> I mean, you can. You could share the, the sploofing. I don't know what you, what you guys just called it. Spaff, Nikki. Spaff. S-P-A-F-F. Should I talk to your mom about the spaff? Does she know what that means? Well, she I want to talk to you. She knows about the spaff. Let's call your mother. Can you not see me? Hi, Mom. I can't see you yet, no. Right, hang on. Oh, hang on. Oh, the, oh, what's happening there? <laughs> You're phoning someone. You're being mom's, such a mom right now. Mom's in tech. No, no, it's it's not it's not Colleen. It's every mother that ever does this call ever. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Hi Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Where are you calling in from today? From Eastbourne. That's where James is from, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he wasn't born here, but it's where he, where we lived. Yeah. Well. Me and James and Dan hung out today, and uh, this podcast is all about things, you know, that our moms don't know. And James, uh, you shared a little story. Do you want to share, like, a little blip with your mom? <laughs> James? You want to just go straight in like that? You don't have anything to ask my mom? <laughs> Colleen, what was James like as a kid? He was a lovely little boy. <laughs> yeah? So what changed? Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he never caused me any trouble. That's that's for sure. It, it didn't cause me any trouble. Did I not? Well, probably because the trouble probably came after he left home. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it usually does. And then I wouldn't know what he was doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but does James think he caused trouble? I don't know. I just don't think you knew about. <laughs> I just don't think you knew about. Well, the maybe trouble. yeah. Maybe I was oblivious, as I say, to what James was doing. <laughs> Was that right, James? I think when I realised my sexuality, perhaps that would be difficult to be a mum for because you mm. had no idea how to deal with that. So I guess oh, that would have yeah. been stuff I would have kept from you, maybe at that point. Yeah, and then that was, and you were probably about the age of fifteen then, weren't you? Mm. I think. Yeah. Good memory. Quite young. When do you remember when James came out to you, or when you found out he was gay? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I had a, a, a feeling about it. What made you wonder? Because I think mothers always know. They always know. They always have an idea. He had sort of like close, quite close friendships with other boys. And, yes. um, and they'd be upstairs in his bedroom. And, and I suppose I started. <laughs> You know, something about that, yeah. This is awful. Do uh, you remember anything in particular? He told us he used to strip tease for you <laughs> to the Chippendales. He used to, sorry, what was that? He used to do a strip tease with his other friend for you to the Chippendales. Yeah, he said that to me, but you know, I don't remember that. I really don't remember that. So, How would you not remember that? Have you erased I that from your memory? No. I suppose because I went to see the real Chippendales. I don't know. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> what were you doing seeing the Chippendales? Did you like them? Yeah, I wanted to see them, yeah. <laughs> so I went with a, a friend and uh, we both went to see them. I think we went twice, yeah. <laughs> you have see such them. a selective memory that you don't remember that because we were at your friend's house and I remember us coming down the stairs and the stairs were like on the left of the lounge as you walk in the front door. That's and you right, were both yeah, just... they were... yeah. Yeah, so it's so funny you don't remember that. I think you must have erased it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have been traumatic, probably. <laughs> James, you didn't completely strip, did you? I think I'd remember that. 
He said he did. No. Honestly, Mum, we both did that. Unless that, unless this is just a fantasy I've made up, but I'm pretty sure we both did that. I'm going to ask that friend because she, she, oh she, she was she was there too. Yeah. And how old were you? I I mean, young. When did you go and see them? You you obviously remember the Chippendale show. What year did you go? <laughs> I've no idea. Do you remember? Um, and we're changing his name here, but do you remember my teacher, Mister? Yes, I remember the name. Did you know that when I was 18, I had an affair with him? <laughs> no. No. Okay, was, he also, was he also Rebecca's teacher at one point too? Oh, my God, he, met, he might have been. Right. This guy gets around. Did she have school. an affair with him too? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, not if he was gay. I don't suppose so. Could have been, could have been bisexual. No, James, I don't think I knew that. No. How long was that for? A couple of months. Well, I remember bumping into him at the cinema once when I was with you. Oh, right. And what happened? Do you remember that? Well, nothing. I just acted like I hadn't seen him for two years. Is that when you were seeing him? Yeah. Oh, right. (laughs) I love how chill James's mum is about. Yeah, I was going to say, come in, does this... Does this surprise you at all? Or are you just British? Yeah, you seem very chill about that. I'm quite shocked by how unshocked you are by that story, actually. Yeah, I mean, if that's not shocking, I don't really know what is. <laughs> I thought you'd be writing to the school. <laughs> I want to I wanna write to the school. <laughs> Dan is up in arms. I suppose if he's gay, you're gay, and you live in Eastbourne, and he lives in Eastbourne. Small town. You know. <laughs> It's a small town, yeah. But oh, he you was my so, teacher. You are so <laughs> lenient. Are you really this lenient? Is this England? Are you this lenient? No, no, I, I think I am quite. That's lenient. great. Do you not agree, James? I don't. I think I've. I think I've told you so much that you're just not shocked. <laughs> and that's how I dealt with coming out. I just told you everything so that I wouldn't have to like deal with any questions. I just gave you all the information. Yeah. I'd want to know, you know, James, because, um, yeah, I want to understand you and, yeah, and support you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to make me cry. It's not going to happen. <laughs> did you <laughs> Did you like Mr. <laughs> did you meet him on, like, parents' evening and stuff? I really can't remember what Mr. <laughs> was like. <laughs> oh, he was so handsome, Mum. Was he? Oh, right. He wore a waistcoat. Mm. Oh, did he? I quite like waistcoats, yeah. He was very <laughs> handsome. But I I was like in love with him and he wasn't in love with me because he was already going Aww. out with someone. It's okay though. Mom, is there anything you've never told him that you wanted to share with him? Gosh. <laughs> I've always been open, so I can't think of anything that, if you mean anything I've done that I've not shared with you, I, I can't. Oh, I don't know where but... I was. I don't know where I was conceived. Where you were conceived? Uh, I don't know where that Oh, like at home. So nowhere, nowhere fun. Just oh yeah, at home. I, I mean, I could say something, but when I'd only had one child, I didn't. I didn't want to have another child. Oh great! Um, I wasn't so keen to have another child, <laughs> and uh, but his dad really wanted to have another child, so I agreed yes to doing that. Mm. But uh, no, I was very, very pleased that I did have another child. And Is it was that James. child James. Yes, that's Charles James. Wow. Yes. And I know that when he first came into the world, when he was born, uh, and the fact that he had red hair, that thrilled me. 
Howdy, James. That's so funny. I was really thrilled to have a little red-headed baby. Redheads are special. Yeah. We're special, James. We're so special. Mm. I know that now. It just took me a while to get there. I think redheads are special. Dan has some red hair in his beard when he lets it grow as well. So he's kind of in the club. And I'm definitely in the club because my carpet is even redder than the drapes. (laughs) (laughs) That's too much to share with my mom, Nikki. She went to Chippendales, for God's sakes, twice. Uh, I think she could handle it. Colleen and Dan and James, I'm so happy to have had you guys and to hang out and to get to know all three of you better. Uh, No, thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Thank Thank you so much, Nikki. It's been such a pleasure. If it's not one thing, it's it's your your mother. Did you say it, Mom? Did you say it, Colleen? No, sorry. Thank you for listening, my friends. We hope you have had an amazing Pride Month. We loved putting on this Pride block, and we have fabulous episodes coming up. Don't forget, rate and review us. Give us five stars if you love us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. We love to hear from you. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Don't Tell My Mother and follow me at Nikki Levy, N I K K I L E V Y. We do this for you. We want to forge community. We love you just the way you are. And we'll see you next week. Mwah! Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoft. Co-producer, Andrew Condon. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by Acast. Now go call your mothers. Just don't, just don't, just don't. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 